Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. It is the smack dab in the middle of December. We've got Christmas up ahead, but but frankly, this week is my Christmas because any time a Star Wars movie is coming out on a Friday, it is, I'll take that over Christmas any day. Jim, I know you're super excited for Rogue One. You're counting down the days. You, Rogue I, what? You've actually... <laughs> do, you, do you even know that there's a Star Wars movie coming out on Friday? I know there's a Star Wars movie. I have no idea what the plot is or why it's significant for Star Wars people. So you could enlighten me at some point. I I I'll 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 I will uh, I'll skip that. I know Jim's only seen one Star Wars movie. It was The Phantom Menace, and he swore it off after that, which I, I don't blame him for. Jim, Jim, Where are you watching it? Is home. it at the uh, the Chinese? The Cinerama Dome. The Cin- the Cinerama oh. Dome. In the big in the big dome. I'll have the 3D glasses on. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going at noon so I can have, like, the perfect seat right in front of the screen right there in the middle. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. You have to reserve so seats? Glad. Welcome. Uh, of course. Yes, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, well, first of all, welcome home. Jim was in Denver for the last, um, for the last week? week. I'm so glad you picked a slow news week to, to, <laughs> to go on your vacation. It is kind of funny. It's it like, oh, was, I'm going to early December. It's kind of dead then. And uh, then Sid's like working his fingers off. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. But well, it was nice to get well, away. Denver's a great city. Well, it's fine. I mean, there are a few times during the course of the year, February, July, December. The, those are the three months that you and I are like, yeah, if you're going to take a vacation, it's a good time to do it. It's generally a slow. And and I don't know. It was It was like the perfect storm. Stuff just cut happening over the last few days there's so much going on which was which is a lot of fun and i think you know my favorite story was was the one that you on uh, jeremy brenner our teenage nfl writer wrote and then you and you texted to me the, the 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 gay couple who got engaged at a chicago bulls game and and i it was it was really the the feel-good story uh, sports story of the week these two guys uh, who really had no connection to the bulls um, somehow making this making this possible of getting engaged on on the court during the second quarter of a game with teams all there, the twenty one thousand fans watching, the cheerleaders dancing, and the mascot involved. And I just thought that was I, I watched it several times and showed it to Dan, and we both teared up every time we watched it. it was so the, the video was so cute. Well, it was also just very spontaneous. It, it, it's not like this was planned for months in advance. It came together very quickly, and I think the the fans had no idea what was going on, so it, it was just a really organic moment, and we posted the video on Facebook, and it's, I don't know, they give you audience engagement on how many people saw the thing. It was something like four and a half million people saw the thing, which is an astonishing number for us, and it just shows the power of, I mean, it really was a, a a feel-good story. There was no negativity about it. There was nothing strange about it. It was, you know, I think people are feeling 2016 was a lousy year for a for a lot of different reasons. But this is a, this is a great little kind of just great feel-good story. And again, it shows the power of 
having legalized marriage. And these guys couldn't have done this a few years ago. And it was just—it was great the way it was organized, and the bulls were so cooperative. And that's really a sign of the times. We used to get how many stories we'd write about kiss cams where they would mockingly show a, you know, two men together right. as a way to get them to laugh at each, you know, everyone to laugh at them, not with them. And now we're having things where teams are participating in, you know, in same-sex marriage proposals. So it was fantastic. Well, I, one of the you hit on one of the really neat things is that when I, when I posted it on Facebook, and yet has five million people have now seen that Facebook post and that video, um, somebody immediately on and said, "Oh well, I wish I had the connections to make this happen." They had no connections. The, the Jake Conrad, the guy who wanted to propose to his boyfriend, uh, he he bought courtside seats because he want he wanted to. His boyfriend was a big lifelong Bulls fan, had never been to a Bulls game. And so he bought courtside seats to, to surprise him for this, his special first game. And, and, and he just, over the last two months, went about trying to get a hold of the Bulls. And, and last Monday or Tuesday, the game was Thursday, Monday or Tuesday, he realized, I still have not heard back from these people, and just started calling and calling and emailing and finally got a call back. And the Bulls were like, yeah, you know, you know we'll let you into the arena uh, a couple hours before the game. You guys can walk onto the court. You can do your thing, uh, and then you know we'll need you to leave. And he's like, "Oh my God, that's amazing! It's more than I could have ever asked for." <laughs> and an hour later, the executive calls back and says, um, "Our up, our higher ups have heard of your story, and we want to make it a little more special." <laughs> so, got the cheerleaders involved. Did it during the game. I mean, it was like, it really was such a neat thing. I, I wonder if these executives thought, hmm, this is a really good opportunity for us to show uh, what an inclusive team we are. I mean, somebody must have said that along the way and decided, yep, let's do it. Yeah, and isn't, there is a sports connection, right? One of the guys is the was he a volleyball coach, or I forget what his. Yeah. One's about Jake is a volleyball college volleyball coach, uh, and he coaches youth as well. And and Michael is a basketball player, so they and 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 the reason one of the reasons they're together is because of their love of sports. It's one of the reasons they connected very early on in their relationship was their mutual love of sports. So we need more feel-good stories like that these days. <laughs> well, yes, and it, well, one that uh, another another story that kind of really uh, popped up over the last week is uh, a. Friend of ours and uh, an athlete who came out on Outsports uh, a couple months ago, back in September, Void Demeester. He plays for the uh, Penn State, Jim's alma mater, the Penn State uh, club club ice hockey team, and 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 he texted both of us over the weekend, just saying, um, <laughs> "I got called a faggot during a game." Uh, and 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 you know, well, he and Boyd's going to hopefully be joining us a little bit, um, a little bit later to talk about it. But you know, it was kind of, sh- it's just kind of shocking to me still that that this is still going on. That 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 you know, with all the conversations about gay athletes and all this, I mean, and big strong gay athletes like Michael Sam and Asera Tuolo and Jason Collins, we still get this. We still get athletes trying to demean each other. Um, by by using this gay slur, and I guess no matter how, I I, I just wonder if 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 that is ever going to end, Jim. I mean I I mean really at this point is 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 the use of this word ever going to end? Is the, is the subconscious thought that this is that gays are weak ever going to leave us? 
I think at some point, yeah. I mean, language evolves, and I think as more and more athletes come out, we're going to find out. I mean, in this case, the the wrinkle here is a, the player who said the word faggot apparently didn't know Voight was gay. And yeah. I'm not sure if I believe that or not, but if that's the case, it shows they still consider this to be the epitaph of choice, um, you know, to sort of demean an opponent. But I do think that we hear that it does not happen at the pro level, or if it happens, nobody ever says anything about it. Um, <clears throat> but I do think that it, I think as more and more people come out, I do think it will be less, and it actually has been less in terms of us writing about it. You remember social media used to be awash with that kind of stuff, stupid comment <laughs> from athletes. Now yeah. at least they don't say it publicly, even if they think it. So, I mean, I, I think this stuff is not as prevalent as it used to be, but it still is too prevalent to be something that we can overlook. Well, I got into a Twitter argument last Friday, I think it was, with somebody, you know, because I, I just don't believe that, that people using this word means I hate gay people. The, 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 the athlete calling Voight a faggot, he was not telling Voight, I hate gay people. He was using a word that means in his head, uh, after, after, you know, living in the heterosexist world that we live in, it means weak. And, and less than, and it, what, it, what his use of the word doesn't mean to me is I hate gay people or if I have a gay teammate, I'm going to reject him. Do, do you think that word means those things if used in sports? I think the word is in some ways is the catch-all epithet to imply weakness less than um, – you know, almost feminizing a male athlete more so than I specifically hate gay people because probably people think, oh, it's just a word you use to kind of get in, under somebody's skin versus I want to actively work against the rights of LGBT people. I think a lot of times you'll hear, oh, I have gay relatives or gay friends. I'm not homophobic. And so I think it's the word that has been drummed into people, at least in male athletes' heads, that this is the word you use to get at somebody. Um, so I don't think it necessarily means someone is themselves personally homophobic. And I think in some cases uh, it could be someone trying to pass who themselves is having issues with uh, their own sexuality. I mean, I heard from a high school yeah. football player in North Carolina I communicate with who said he got in an argument, and he's out now. Um, he's out, you know, within the school, an argument with a classmate who called him a faggot, and why do you have to throw your gayness and, you know, all this stuff, and back and forth in text it seems that people think that the kid saying that stuff was himself maybe trying to cover up for something you know the yeah. himself is gay and so i do think i wonder if some of the people who say this are saying it to say well okay i use the word faggot so you can't you know pin that label on me because i'm the one throwing it out first but no i don't think it necessarily means someone is homophobic and i think the the root of the word is the root of the root of the word is homophobic the root of the word is yes. gay men are are weak or less than but i don't think it, uh, ascribing that homophobia to the person saying the word is tough because it's just just a really academic look at the word i think it's a very real look at the word but again i don't think the person means i hate gay people i don't think I don't think that's the way that, that Voight took that word. I know Voight is uh, joining us now from his, uh, from his car driving back to campus um, to meet a very special guest. Voight has, Voight has a fun interview coming up ahead, to, uh, ahead today, Jim. 
Um, With but who? Uh, I guess we'll we'll. Well, Voight, can you talk about about who you're uh, who you're talking to later today, or is that a is it top secret? Uh, no, I can I can share that. I mean, uh, I got contacted the other day by uh, Davy Wavy, uh, official Davy Wavy on Instagram, uh, and he asked me if uh, he could interview me on uh, what happened this past Saturday uh, during the hockey game and kind of just my whole coming out story and everything around that. So you have to get shirtless for the interview? <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about that yet, but possibly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's, let, let me, yes is the answer to that question. Uh, so, so when, you, when, you hear, when you hear this word, do you take it as I hate you? Or, or, or do you, I mean, how, like when you heard it, how do you feel about that word when you hear it? You know, I think... When I first heard it, so when I first came out, I took a lot of offense to it just because, you know, I was, like, new to everything and didn't really know how to handle it. And so I kind of took it, like, too uh, pretty offensive. But, you know, now kind of being out there longer and having more and more people kind of acclimate me to the community, it, it this Saturday when he said it, you know, at first it didn't really bother me because I have pretty thick skin now, but, you know, the more he came up in my face and was saying it, it was more of disappointment than it was that it hurt me. Now, he's, uh, from what we've been reporting, he alleges he did not know you were gay, and yet why would he, did you believe that? It seemed like he was singling you out unless he was going up to other teammates and using the same term. Um, you know, from what I saw during the game, he wasn't really going up to anyone else and saying it. Uh, but I felt like he kept coming up to me specifically and saying it. Now, him knowing I was gay or not, you know, uh, that's really beside the point when you're kind of singling someone out because, you know, there's not really any context that that word needs to be used in any sort of sporting event. Oh, no, that I agree with, but I'm curious, though, why you, and I'm wondering if he knew you were, in fact, a gay, which actually would make it, and hate to say that, in some ways worse that he would say it, you know, because normally what happens is people say, oh, my God, I had no idea, and they apologize, but in this case, had you had this player, was there something that gone on during the game with this guy? Was there, you guys have some rough checks with each other, or what was the deal? Uh, well, you know, typically these games where we play uh, a branch campus, they get pretty heated because you know they want to show that they're better than us so they're going to come out and try to do everything in their power to win the game so when we kind of have control of the game for the most part it kind of takes away their fire but then when we let them back in that kind of gave them some stepping ground to come in and kind of give them that backbone to uh, kind of say or do anything uh, now why he chose that word specifically, I can't tell you that. But um, you know, it. So what I those games are well, those games are always really heated, no matter who who it's against. So what I love about this is how you handled it, and, and how you handle it in game, and then so kind of talk about that, and then why you chose to write to us and let us know that this happened. Well. You know, in the moment, I, you know, when it happened, I was kind of 
yeah, it's filled with emotions, but at the same time, I wanted to have a clear head about things because, you know, when something like that happens, you there's no point in coming back with emotions because then it just gets to a point that it doesn't need to get to. So I wanted to take uh, the time to think about what had happened, process it, and, um, you know, from when I did my article of my coming out story, um, I wanted to come to you guys for advice because you have kind of more experience in this whole area of, you know, athletics. And um, so I thought the best person to talk to would be you, Sid, and, and Jim. So that's why I came to you guys. So during the game, did your teammates hear this? Were there, or, or in, and afterwards, did your team did, was there? Did your team talk about this at all? Did people individually come up to you? And if so, what were they saying? Um, no, actually, I I was asking a lot of my teammates if they had heard anything on the ice, um, and they didn't. And that's because when you're on the ice, there's a lot going on, and so. Um, for a lot of people, they're not really paying attention to what's going on behind the play. So the puck's at one end of the ice, and something else is happening behind it, so behind everything. And so a lot of people miss that is where he did it, when I, when he was skating off to the bench. And uh, so I haven't talked to everyone on my team, but for the most part, it seems like a lot of people missed it, which is why I went to the refs and said, hey, this is the second – time that this kid has said this can you is there anything you can do about it and to which he talked to the, their captain and it seemed to kind of been taken care of after that well let me follow up on that because that's sort of an interesting point that i get in my head now you are you're out publicly now did, did that fact make it more likely that you would go up to the ref and challenge it or do you think had you still been closeted you would have been less likely to do that or not um, I think if I was closeted, I'd probably be more likely to, you know, maybe do something not in the most clear-minded state. Uh-huh. Like, I may have done something that wouldn't have been good for our team, like got into a fight or something like that, kind of defending. But um, just being out now and kind of wanting to be the bigger person, you know, because like I said in the article – you know, no matter where you go, people don't know that I play for the club hockey team. They say, they see that Penn State logo, so they automatically assume that, oh, he plays for the D1 team. So you have to uphold that standard wherever you go. So for me to kind of um, come back at him would be doing the opposite of that. And so that's why I think I went to the ref for him to handle it rather than me doing it on my own and doing something I were, were to regret. Uh, and, and so since then, the, the, and, and just to be clear so you know, nobody thinks that uh, making this up, nobody on the opposing team is denying this happened. The captain hasn't denied it. The coach hasn't denied it. They've all accepted responsibility. So even though Voight was the only one that heard it, this is, this is not in dispute that this happened. Um, are, are you yeah. happy with how your school and the other school – have handled this since, you know, I'm, I'm what I made the phone call on Monday, um, and unfortunately the coach had not yet reported the incident to the school, which I'm sure he'll get a talking to about. Um, are you are you happy with how this is moving forward? 
Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I'm very happy. You know, I there at least with club sports here at on main campus, there are multiple uh, administrators that are in the LGBT community, and so they take those things very seriously. Now, that being said, it, I'm not sure who all is in the Altoona uh, athletic department, but I know that they took it very seriously too. And uh, so, yes, I'm very happy at how it was taken care of. um, My coach, he he relayed to me that they they would like me to come and kind of do possibly a talk with them, uh, the Altoona Club Sports, and to try to make things better. I guess better is not really a great term, but uh, kind of open them up to education. So, um, which which actually is, is in a weird sense, it, you, this could all be turned into a positive because they'll see in front of them a hockey player who's openly gay, who is a very good hockey player, and you would hope it would change some of their minds about using words like that. Exactly, yeah. So what was the reaction well, on – I'm sorry, one more. What, what's, what's been the reaction since since this kind of became public? Have you heard from other people about it, or what's been the general tone? Uh, well, I've gotten a lot of messages and uh, texts and calls from, you know, teammates and people I have, have never even met, and it, it's all really positive, and they are really happy that, you know, I stood up for the community because it, it, it does take, you know, each individual person doing their part to kind of make the world a better place and more accepting because, you know, if you let this one person do it, well, then that's just opening the door to let kind of everyone doing it. So stopping one person from saying it really kind of helps the entire community. So I've gotten a lot of positive uh, support uh, from it. Well, that's great. And that's the, that's, that's the beauty of being out is that you, you know, you have the courage and the support structure with other athletes and people you know to, to stand up for yourself, and you end up standing up for everybody else, too. So, boy, I really appreciate you you doing what you did. Well, wait, I, I, have one, I, have one more que- I have one more question for Void. Void, you coming out to the Rose Bowl? <laughs> I would love to, but, you know, that is a pretty penny to fly out there in the hotel. So I'm probably going to be watching it from home or uh, with my team somewhere on TV. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure I'm going. $350 a ticket is a little bit steep to watch Penn State, <laughs> even for me. <laughs> yeah. To watch them lose, yeah, it's awful. Okay, well, that's all the time. <laughs> At least they're there and Stanford's not in, Sid. I haven't seen them lately in the Rose Bowl. Oh, last oh, year, well, that's right. Stan- if, wait, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Stanford was in, then Penn State would definitely win. So. <laughs> All right, boy. Well, thanks for joining us, and 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 give give Davy Wavy a nice, good, solid hug for us, okay? Oh, I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, bye. Bye. Look at that, Jim. Our stories even reach Davy Wavy, the, sh- the, the 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 YouTube shirtless wonders. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're reaching everybody at this point. Well, and again, my point at the, at the end was this is this is the power of being out, you know. And 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 if Voight wasn't out, if he wasn't gay, and if he wasn't out, and he said, "Oh, so and so said this word to me," 
you know, my guess is it would have been, eh, you know, okay, all right, we'll, we'll address this. We'll make sure it doesn't happen again. But, you know, me calling that school, and what's funny is, you know, I call the school, I get the SID, and he's like, oh, I don't handle these issues um, for our school. You know, here's somebody else who does. And I say, okay, well, just so you know, this was a, this was a, a gay slur aimed at a, a, a gay athlete. And and he and five minutes later he got a phone call back and the guy the SID says, um, I just talked to our athletic director. I will be handling this one for you. And our athletic director wants to have a statement. Da, 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 da. So like I think because Voight was gay, they took this a lot more seriously than they would have otherwise. Well, and I do think that the point he said that if he had been closeted, he may have simply gotten a fight with the guy. You know, you would because. Otherwise, you would might have been acknowledging something, you know, you otherwise, you know, I think the fear comes in that, oh, my God, maybe people will discover me if I make this an issue. So I'll settle it the old fashioned way by, you know, duking it out with the guy, which would have been bad. But in this case, by being out, he's there's a liberation feeling there that, you know, in a sense, yeah, the Voight's gay. So how can that word, in a sense, hurt him? He can turn it around and sort of use it to make a, a big difference. Yeah. And he is, so that's great. And so, again, you know, if, if and if everybody's out there and, and they hear this language uh, in during a, a game, you know, con- contact us. We can we can help you uh, make sure that people pay attention to this. And you know, there's a big difference from a, between an athlete saying something to his coach and and Jim or me calling um, the athletic department and talking about reporting on the issue. Uh, Suddenly things start moving when a journalist calls and says, I'm writing a story. Yeah, that has those magic words. I'm, I'm writing something on this really have a way of getting people's attention. <laughs> uh, in the last couple of minutes, I just wanted to, to talk about our, our year-end awards. Um, every year we kind of hand out a few, a, a few awards to acknowledge people who have contributed to uh, outsports or contributed to the LGBT culture and sports, and we've named our male and female athletes of the year so far, Jim, uh, the, the, the male athlete being boxer Orlando Cruz and, and the, the female athlete being boxer Nicola Adams from Great Britain. And what I love is that we, both of our athletes of the year are, are boxers, which, which you would think would be the last place you would find an openly gay athlete, you know, literally the, your opponent's goal is to pummel you uh, uh, un, un, until you are unconscious. Uh, yet these two incredibly brave athletes are out there not just being totally out. Um, Orlando wearing rainbow flags on his on his boxing shorts, but they are both incredibly successful. Uh, Orlando had a had a world championship. Um, shot last month, he, he 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 missed out on winning it, but he has a North American championship, and then Nick Adams won back-to-back gold medals. I just I think it's neat that it's two boxers who are athletes of the year. Well, I think in Orlando's case, which is really I really liked, was his opponent who defeated him never made his sexual orientation an issue. As a matter of fact, he went out of his way to say it's not an issue. You know that good for him. He's proud of him. I think he has a, himself as a gay sister. And so this wasn't some motivational tactic to beat the gay guy. It was simply, hey, I, I applaud him for that. Um, and, so, and so they fought just as a regular fight. And that's the kind of stuff that, to me, is empowering. Um, when the issue itself, it was, it was only an issue in that Orlando could have been I think, the first openly gay 
world boxing champion, and he was very open about wanting to do that. But it wasn't like it's the gay guy against the straight guy. And, and in Nicholas' case, this is her second consecutive gold medal, and she's been out for, I think, right. prior to even 2012. She's been out prior to 2011 in Britain and is well celebrated over there. So, yeah, I think it's actually kind of cool that these, these sports that kind of turn you on your head like boxing – uh, are the are the two people that we named our male and female athletes of the year? And what I also love is that they're both people of color, and we we get a lot of hell at out sports for for not writing about people of color. We 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 try to write about people of color, not it's just sometimes hard to find. But I love that it's a, a black woman and a and a Puerto Rican man who are our athletes of the year, and both I mean incredibly well deserved. There are so many other people, you know, Eric Radford won another world championship. Uh, and 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 um, there's so many other people who've done amazing things just on the court over over the last year. But we just you know we thought these two um, coming up we have the male and female hero of the year, the asshole of the year is coming on Friday, which is one of my favorite, one of my favorite oh, oh, awards of the year. And and um, you know it might uh, I don't think people will be surprised by who we pick for that one. Jim. <laughs> no. So I think there are two, there are actually I mean there are actually two. There are actually two who really jump out at me, um, who, who we could name either of them. But uh, for, for Jim and me, if you've been following Outsports over the last four months, it won't be any big surprise who we picked for that one. Um, but that's, that's all the time we have this week. We will be back at you next week, I guess. That will be our, our yep. pre-Christmas, pre-Christmas episode. Um, so, uh, and then we can talk about uh, all, of our, all of our awards and who knows what other headlines will, will, will come about. I'm Jim. Just pray that Jimmy Graham gets 120 yards and two touchdowns tonight. I need it for my for my fantasy football league. Oh, that's right tonight. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>